enlightened. So I behold, what is the hope of my calling? I know, I begin to know, I receive affirmation of who I am in you this morning. Christ is glorified and I am edified. Amen, amen. Kindly be seated. So we continue our series on who really are you? Who are you? It's just been jumping from who are you to who really are you. The whole question is who are you? It's a lot to say, so I move very fast. You have to catch up. Judges chapter 13, verse 3 to 4. Start straight away. Where we stopped last week. Judges 13, verse 3 to 4. Judges chapter 13, the verse 3 to 4. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, mm -hmm. Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not but thou shalt conceive and bear a son said you conceive and bear a son for now, now therefore beware so I be aware thee, of these things be cautious of these things i pray thee mm -hmm. and drink not wine nor strong don't drink, drink wine nor strong drink and eat not any unclean thing and don't eat any unclean thing you can add five Verse 5, mm -hmm. for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. He said you are going to conceive and you are going to bear a son. And no razor shall come on his head. And that child, no razor should come on his head. For the child shall be a, Na a Nazarite unto God. For the God. child shall be a Nazarite unto the Lord. From the womb. From the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Please take note of that. He says the purpose of of this child the reason god is setting this child apart is that he was going to deliver israel from the hands of the philistines are you with me we are looking at why or who are you who are you or who really are you one a man was born called samson Before his birth, his mother was giving instructions and cautions. The student of the Bible should note this. Before his birth, his mother was giving instructions and cautions. I've spoken to you about these things. That there are people that before their birth, prophecies came. Some encounter God's purpose in the course of life. So this is a wonderful case study and we need to pay attention. Now the instructions and cautions was because of who he was. The instructions and cautions that were given to Samson's mother was because of who he was or who he is. That suffices to say, you cannot handle him like you handle another person. Samson's mother didn't give birth to only one child. But this child came with instruction and cautions. Pay attention. So we learned that the new birth or our birth comes with cautions. Anything written in the Bible is for our example. It's for our learning. So this is to teach us that when you are born again, born again comes with cautions. Look at the verse 5 again. He says, for lo... Thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. Please take note again. The instruction is, 
His hair should be different. His hair should be different. And the significance of that is he should have a consecration. He should have a consecration. What does it mean? By virtue of who you are, there are certain things you will do by consecration. What is consecration? Consecration will be what naturally is your right. But you wave it off. Naturally, there is nothing wrong with cutting your hair. But the Nazarite, it was a symbol of submission. I said, naturally, there's nothing wrong with cutting your hair or not cutting your hair. But when you are a Nazarite, one of the symbols of a Nazarite is that they don't touch their hair. And it symbolizes submission and consecration. And what it is is that they carry it everywhere. Take, remember the issue in Ghana some busy year or so ago when somebody's child went to a school. They said, this school, you can't bring this hair. They said, no, this is also something that they carry it everywhere is a consecration. What it is is that for who you are, before you come and ask, Pastor, is it wrong to have a tattoo? For the sake of who you are, it is your body. If you like, add, subtract, minus, divide. But when you are consecrated unto the Lord, you have the permission to do everything, but not everything is beneficiary for who you are. Very important. Have 50 earrings in every part of your body. Anybody can have it. But ask yourself, are you anybody? Were people going to church who cut their hair? Yes. Were people going to church in the time of Samson who cut their hair? Yes. So why is it that Samson shouldn't cut his hair? Because he's not everybody. So I know somebody, he even sits in the church. He's a man, he wears earring. Are you him? The Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. The fact that somebody is doing it doesn't make it right. The fact that somebody is doing it doesn't mean it's for you. You have to know who you are. You have to. So if, they are, if you're a Nazarene or a Nazarite, you carry that hair. What we call Rasta, long one. He has not that nothing has that man with long hair, and anywhere he goes, he's carrying it. Anywhere. Why? Because this is a symbol, it's not a fashion. It's not a fashion statement. It's a symbol, it's an instruction. If the angel did not give the mother that instruction, they would have cut his hair. So there is a reason for doing whatever you do. You don't do it because I went out with my friends and they were doing it and you also did it. You don't know who you are. Everybody was saying so, me too, I said some. No. 
The Nazarene carried their hair everywhere. Anywhere you find them. So a Christian carries that badge of Christianity anywhere. Even before you write anything on social media, remember who you are. Before you post anything. My friends are dancing and shaking their waist on social media. So you are going to do the same thing. You don't know who you are. That's your problem. So, just like the Nazarene, the new birth is like that. When you are born again, you carry the born again anywhere. It's not you're only born again in church, in your office you are not. You behave rudely, you talk anyhow, you speak anyhow, you dress anyhow. No! They don't cut their hair and hide it when they are going somewhere, they go and use glue to stick it. Anytime you see a Nazarene, you will see the symbol that I am submitted to God. I am submitted. So I have rights, but for the sake of who I'm submitted to, there are things I can say. Not because I don't have the right to say, but because of who I am. Because of who I am. Are you here? You are born of the Spirit. When you are led by the Spirit, we have cautions and instructions by the Spirit. That's why I told you in Christianity, it's not a democracy. Christianity, you don't feel like, you don't speak your mind. They are laid down instructions. That is why not everybody could be a disciple of Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, we left all to follow you. You can't carry everything to follow Jesus. No. How difficult it is. For a rich man to enter a kingdom. He says it's just like a camel through the eye of a needle. They are setting loads. To be a follower of Jesus, you have to drop them. You have to drop them. So one of the things I've noticed is that sometimes we copy people who are lost. You saw somebody doing it, you're also doing it. They're the person, go and find out why they are doing what they are doing. Maybe you are even copying somebody's weakness. The person is praying that God will let her stop. Then you too, you have taken it to walk up. You have a new inspiration. Because your life has no guidance. No. Tell somebody that the new creation comes with cautions and instructions by the Spirit. And note this, very important. These cautions and instructions comes to the believer. The cautions and instructions of our faith, of who we are, it comes to the believer through teaching. So when you come to church, the word of God is taught. Cautions, instructions are in the teaching. It comes through the word of God. You are reading the Bible. You will hear God say. Instructions, cautions. It also comes in a form of a vision. God will caution you. Instruct you. Through vision. Through revelations. Through prophecies. Prophecies. Caution. Told you the story, my mom wanted to abort me because she was not ready for a child and a prophecy came 
that the child she was carrying was a prophet. So the only reason I was not aborted for you to be sitting here and looking at me is because there was a prophecy. Instruction, caution. That if they did this one, this and this was what was going to happen. So God cautions us through prophecies, through the teaching of his word, through visions and revelations. And a Christian must know that. When the word of God is preached, you don't take the word of God and say it's not me or it's against me. When God teaches from his word through his servant, it is to serve as cautions and instructions. And a Christian must be wise to know that these cautions and instructions are not applicable to everybody. The instructions and cautions that God will be telling you, they are not general cautions and instructions. So before you start saying, why is this that? How come, how come? Know that there are cautions specifically directed to you. I have told you in this series that there's a reason why you are in this church. You have the kind of pastor you have to take you through the training you go through. There are different churches. Some don't pray. Some pray. Some pray. They don't read the word. Some read. They don't read a whole manner. Why were you directed here? Sometimes it's sad and unfortunate that somebody will say the Lord told them this was their church. And for whatever reason known to them except God didn't speak to them that they were speaking to themselves. They leave. So it's either God is a liar or you are a fool. It's two. Because if God tells you sit and you stand, what are you? It's as simple as that. Are you here? Next point, very importantly. One mark of identity crisis is that as a believer, you would want to please everybody. As a believer, you want to be like everybody. No. Somebody said he's inviting me, but these are the rules. Do this, do that. I said, these rules are not biblical. I won't come. I won't come. When I was young, I used to pray that God would let me get people to invite me to their churches. Now, sometimes the biggest problem I have is to preach in somebody's church. Because I don't know what I will say that will offend them. Here I speak my mind. Because I'm going to be accountable for you. It's true. For the past four or five years, the most difficult thing I experience in ministry is to preach in somebody's church. They are not my members. God is not going to ask about their souls from me. There are things I believe their pastor may not believe in. I've had issues. I remember... Was it three years ago, two years ago, I preached in a church in Nigeria in the course of the preaching. I saw the pastor squeeze his face. Very angry. You know, when you are preaching, somebody is giving you that game scene. Sometimes it can be battling with the spirit of the Lord, especially your host. Remember, you don't care. Master, what is it? And congregation are such that they were looking at their pastor. And when pastor gamed, mama gamed. So Pastor Mama Gimson. Unfortunately, the, the church faces the Genovas here. So the pastors sit opposite the congregation so you can see. And they have screens all over the place. And the cameraman too is a wicked one. He will put it on there. You see mommy and daddy are in a Gimson mood. Child. So after 
and you know, I, I, I learned that from my pastor. He says, when you know, they will invite you again. Say what you have to say. <laughs> so I decided <laughs> that. <laughs> Give it all to you. I knew it's, it's like, you know, closing ceremony of anything you give. So I gave all. The moment I finished, I greeted and they said, I should let the protocol take me out. Then I knew that. Fire for fire. So they ushered me out. I was laughing in my head. I felt, for, I felt fulfilled. Seriously, I felt fulfilled. So I went to the hotel. The first call I received, the pastor, I knew. And I said, I've been waiting for. He said, Prophet Gilbert, I disagree with everything you thought. I said, sir, please, where? He said, you said in my father's house are many mansions. That mansion is in heaven. And I believe we have a house in heaven. We are all going to stay as Christians. And I've been telling my church members that they will be living in mansions. You came to stand here that the mansion is not mansions. <laughs> oh, God. I said, sir, the word mansion in the Greek, like I explained in the church, even if we take it very simple, how can you have mansions in a house? In my father's house are many mansions. At least it should be in my father's mansions are many houses. But if there are mansions in a house, I say, sir, Let's assume you are right. That truly, truly, all Christians, after whatever they call the second coming or the third coming of Christ, you go to a mansion. I said, what are we going to do in the mansion? Because don't forget that the Bible says in heaven there is no marriage. So you are not going to marry to have plenty of children. So if you are going to have a mansion, don't think heaven you go and you and your Kumasi family you say, hey, as at the four Mungo left. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, is that what you have been thinking? <laughs> that in heaven they will have airways, enzymas. Seriously? Even in Christianity, there's no Jew nor gender. No, no, it can't be. So, in case you are not aware, your presumed heaven is supposed to be only you. Everyone in one mansion. My understanding of the mansion they desire to go is a big property with plenty of rooms. Let me also inform you at this juncture, there's no next place. <laughs> 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 There's no DSTV. There are no premiership matches. There are no swimming pools. In fact, no, no, seriously. What exactly will you be doing in that machine? And then, ha, you remember this? Have you heard that one too? They will be singing with angels. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, because of Hallelujah, I'm going to stay in a machine. So that you wake up every morning. Hallelujah. 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 So bottom line, I was disqualified from that conference for a while, for a while. Later, they called me back. <laughs> so you, you, you don't have to fit. You don't have to fit. When you are doing things to fit, it means you are compromising who you are. Let's move forward. Judges chapter 13. 24. Pay attention. Something happened. Judges chapter 13, the verse 24. Mm -hmm. And the woman bare a son mm -hmm. and called his name Samson. So the, he, he, he bare that son. The prophecy came to pass. He called his name what? 
Samson. Samson. And the child grew. And the Bible says, and the child did what? Grew. Grew. And the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him. The child grew just like Samuel in Samuel, first Samuel chapter 3, verse 19. There's something unique about this particular prophetic children. You see it. When you look at first Samuel quickly, first Samuel, Samuel 3 19. Three, the verse 19. And mm-hmm. Samuel grew. And Samuel grew. And the Lord was with him. And the Lord was with him. And did let none of his words fall to the ground. God did not allow any of his words to fall. Everything he said just happened. Let's look at another person, John the Baptist. Oh, look at okay, John the Baptist, Luke chapter 1, verse 80. Unique children who were bred out of prophecy. When you carry purpose, there's this thing that must be seen about you. You must grow. Luke 1, 80. Luke chapter 1, the verse 18. Uh-huh. 80, and 80, 80, 80, 80. Aha. Uh-huh. And the child grew. And the child grew. And waxed strong. And was strong. Spirit. In spirit. And was in the desert. And he was in the desert till the day he was Israel. being revealed to Israel. Are you noticing something? They are being, they are growing in the things of God. So a Christian must grow. You don't still stay a baby Christian. You still don't know how to pray. You've been going to church since the days of Mongo Park. You start praying now. You are sleeping. You are yawning every three minutes. You are yawning. Your leg. Your whatever. You must grow. Let's look at the last one. Jesus, Luke chapter two, verse forty. Luke chapter 2, the verse 40. Children bear the prophecy and purpose. And, and the, the child spirit. grew and he was strong. In, the sp- in spirit. In spirit. He grew filled and was wisdom. strong where? In, in spirit. spirit. Filled with wisdom. Have you noticed it? That the children, they were growing in spirit. Very, very important and significant. He grew in the spirit. Now watch this. This is where the problem is. Back to Judges chapter 30. A guy is growing in a spirit. Then at a point, he wanted to have a woman, a wife, and his mother and father said this to him. Look at verses chapter 14 now. Let's go to 14. So do 25, and then we do 14. Judges chapter thir- 13, verse 25. 13, verse 25. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Spirit of and the, the Lord, Spirit of the Lord began, to began to move him at times, at in, times the in the camp Zorah of Dan and between Zorah and Eshtual. Aha, now chapter 14, verse 3 and 4. So the Spirit 14. of God is using the guy. The guy is doing exploits for God, just as the Spirit of God had prophesied. Then in the course of life, in the course of ministry, in the course of being blessed, something happened. Judges chapter 14, the verse 3 and 4. Aha. Uh-huh. Then his father and his mother said unto so him. So he wants to marry. Then his father and his mother said unto him. Is there never a woman among the Is there not a woman amongst your brethren? Your family, your tribe. Are there no women there? Why do you want to go to another tribe to go and marry? Or among all my people. Or amongst all my people. That thou goest to take a wife. That you are going to take a wife from an uncircumcised what? Philistines. Philistines. And Samson said unto his father. And Samson said unto his father. Get her for me. Get her for me. Why? For she pleaseth me well. For she pleased me what? Well. well eh? But his father and his mother knew not. But that his father. This is where the key point is. His father and mother knew not what? That it was of the Lord. That his desire at that point was of the Lord. That he sought an occasion. That God sought an occasion to do what? Against the Philistines. Against the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Now, what you can take out of this was that the Bible first points to us that the Spirit of God was using Samson. The Spirit of God came upon him. So within the Spirit of God, then was that desire. And the desire was inspired by God. 
His parents did not understand. Why do you want a woman from this side? But it was of the Lord. It was of the Lord. Is somebody here? So at that point it looked odd. But it was because something at that point was being led by the Spirit of God. Something at that point was being led by the Spirit of God to do that all thing. His, fathers, his father and mother did not understand it, but it was of the Lord. Very key. Very, very key. And the reason the Spirit of God was leading him to desire to marry from a different tribe was because of the purpose he carried. Because of the purpose. So it looked like he was doing something that was weird. But it was the leading of the spirit. So it went on and on and on. Then they got him another woman. Look at 15 and 16. Judges chapter 14, the verse 15 and 16. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they said unto Samson's wife, Entice, Entice thy your husband, husband that he may declare unto us the riddle, lest we burn thee and thy father's house with fire. Have ye called, have, have ye called us to take that we have? Is it not so? And Samson's wife wept before him and said, Thou dost, thou dost but hate me, and lovest me not. Thou hast put forth a riddle unto the children of my people, and hast not told it me. And he said unto her, Behold, I have not told it my father nor my mother. And shall I tell it thee? And will I and tell you? This thing, I have not even told my mother and father, but you. You want me to tell you? And she wept before she him. She wept. The seven days. She's using tears to deceive something. Ladies and gentlemen, note this as we move on. You can be led by the spirit on Monday and be led by the flesh on Tuesday. Caution. You can be led by the Spirit. And if you are not careful, the next minute you allow the flesh to take over. Samson was led by the Spirit, dealt with the Philistines until chapter 16, verses 4 and 5. Judges chapter 16, the verse 4 and 5. And it came to pass afterward. It came to pass afterward. That he loved a woman. That Samson now, the Bible did not say, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he loved a woman. Now there is no mention of the spirit of the Lord. His flesh is moving him and Samson loved a woman. In the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Whose name? The famous... Our own Delilah. Hey, you're not a popular one. What? Verse 5. <laughs> and the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and mm. said unto her, Entice mm. him and see wherein his great strength lies, and, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And we will give thee every one of us. And we will give every one of us. 1100 pieces of silver. Ladies and gentlemen. Where did Samson find that woman? A woman that would pay, would take money for your distraction. The other woman was for riddle. This one. That will bind him. Please read it again. Five. 
Verse 5. Mm. And the lords of the Philistines came unto her and said unto her. They brought the proposal. They are setting proposal when somebody brings it to you, it shows you how they see you. They brought to her and said to her that what? Entice him. Entice him. And see where in his strength. So lies. you can see where his strength lies. And by what means we may prevail. And by what means him. we will prevail against him. His that distraction. That we may bind him to afflict him. That we will bind him and do what to him? To afflict him. To afflict him. So they told his wife, this is what they want to do to him. And they were going to pay her money and she could do anything for money. Some women love money and can do anything for money. Question is, our brother Samson, where did you find such a woman that is so money conscious like that? The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Pastor told a story. He said many years ago he had this sister in his church that loved money. The lady loved money that every conversation money. And he says, hey, see the shoe she's wearing? I'm sure it's $5,000. See the shoe? Money, money. The pastor said one day he called her and said, sister, you love money too much. We all like money, but your own is dangerous. And if you are not careful, it will destroy you. Like joke, like joke. Now, the lady is going to Mecca. She's married to a Muslim. A lady that was known as a woman of God. I've heard pastor say this thousand times. That when he is praying for people for, to be filled with the Holy Ghost and he struggles, he goes to bring the lady. Sometimes he's going to program, he will bring this lady. And when she comes, she doesn't struggle. Within minutes, everybody who doesn't speak in tongues will begin to speak in tongues. Healings, miracles that have happened through this our dear sister. Now she has gold teeth. The love of money has affected her choice of a life partner. Abandon the ministry. Stop all that because of comfort. Some of our sisters, every conversation is money. Comfort, money, comfort, money, comfort. When you see them make somebody their friend in church, it's because they saw the person driving a car. You used to go home with them, oh. <laughs> now the new sister who comes to church with a new car is their now house going partner. They will even call you again. Money. When they, when they come to you, oh, I, I, I just saw you just started coming to church. Oh, this is a Bible-believing church. It's good. Oh, whoa. They want contact. Some people, after church, everything they talk about after church is networking, 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 networking. They mean, I don't want to befriend any poor person. Who. You must check your heart. You see? One of the things I learned from my pastor again is, see, sometimes when they tell you a story about somebody, don't laugh. Oh. If somebody who can make cripples walk, today is a Muslim. Bible says, take heed, ye that stands, lest you fall. So there are some things, it's not laughing matter. Oh. Somebody trained by my pastor. All this rigorous training. And she, she can still be carried away by money and comfort. You must check your heart. Oh. You must check your heart. One of the things I've seen with some of these things, it starts very small. Arguing about money. Everything is money. Everything is gain. 
everything for you is gain. You have left your disciples to go and sit in somebody's car. You don't even call your disciples, but this sister, brother, every day you are checking up on them. If they can link you. You must check your heart. You must check your heart. You must check your heart. So look at Delilah. They brought her money. And then the problem too is our brother Samson. Where did you meet such a woman? Where, brother? When you are you 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 are you are being overtaken by money, 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 you should be concerned. You should be concerned. You should be concerned. You should ask yourself what is consuming your life. Some of us, we take, please write so you don't forget. Some of us take decisions without praying. Then now we pray about our decision. You saw comfort. You saw prestige. You saw a home. You saw a car. That is what influenced your decision. So you didn't see why you should pray about it. Now you have taken the decision. You are now coming to pray that God should approve your decision. Check your heart. Check your heart and your decisions. Check and ask yourself, is money involved in my decision? Sometimes when that thing called money or comfort is involved, you lose all the inward witness. You throw all that inward witness away. You had the leading, it is gone. You that used to cry, I'm that little boy, little girl, hungry. You have now grown. You are no more a little boy or girl. You are now an old man. I am now an old man who is no more hungry. I can take my own decisions. How did something get, how did something get a woman like that? simple. At this point, a man that was led by the spirit is now being led by the flesh. Something. He's now being led by the flesh. Because it's strange, brothers and sisters. The woman tried. First one. Something gave a lie. She brought people. Okay, so something said, let's say, is it my fingernails? The moment Samson told her, it's in my fingernails, she brought people to cut off her fingernails. And Samson was too strong. Uh Uh-uh. The second time, Samson said, when you scratch my back, she went to bring people Samson. You see, some of us, it's amazing. You are seeing signs. But love, they fool you. Love, I can't believe something. You told her, oh man, force apple. <laughs> something. He, you, you gave her first false apple. She used apple and went to bring the people. This is not a dream or life story. 
The signs were on the wall. Something said, it's my fingernails. The lady truly brought people. Tie him to take off his fingernails. Ladies and gentlemen, something stood up and killed all of them. The Bible said the next day, she cried again. If you love me, if you love me, you would have killed me. If you love me, you will lie to me. Tell me how I can destroy you. <laughs> can you imagine that? It's called the foolishness of love. It's called the foolishness of love. That's what you can hear. If love is a crime, I want to be a criminal. I can't believe our brother. The signs are on the wall, but love is blindfolded something. And hear me, you know why these things happen? When the signs are on the wall and you can't see, it's very simple. It's either they are no longer praying the way they should pray, zero fasting, Spend more time watching movies. They're on social media with friends comparing notes. So the signs are on the wall, they can't see. Because at that point, your sensitivity is deadened. Sensitivity is deadened. Judges 16, 18. Everybody. Judges chapter 16, verse 18. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart. And he when said, Delilah saw that Samson had told him all that was in his heart. He sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, oh. come up this once. For he hath showed me all his heart. Hey. Then the Lord of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money Jesus. in her hand. Jesus. They brought money. Brought money. Because she's got to know all, everything. There are some women. You tell them God said, they say, forget about God. Don't mind God. God will stress you. You promised me for better, for worse. It was me and you. Why are you allowing God to come between us? They don't want to hear what God has told you. Because what is important to them is the world and money. There are some, they feel if you do God's work, you'll be broke, they will suffer. They brought her money for the destruction of something. She manipulated him. Make sure, please write it in capital. You don't allow anybody to manipulate you out of the will of God for your life, whether you're a man or a woman. Make sure. They don't use their tears. Their fake concern. Delilah cried, if you love me, you will tell me everything. So he told her everything. The only person who tell everything is God. Now she's praying to her. Everything in her heart is now being told. A woman. Please don't think it's women only who like money. Some brethren are dangerous. Don't. Don't think this is a message for women. Stop deceiving yourself. Some men, the reason why they are not where God wants them to be is that mammon is taking their attention. 
they have a divided attention. Jesus will say, would you serve God and mammon? The only thing he compared to God was money. Mammon. Secular world is the reason you can't serve God the way you should serve God. You have to check it. Some of you, you know what God has placed inside of you. You know. You were told. You have heard it. Some people have heard it several times. They have heard it so much that the word of God has now become common to them. It doesn't have value again. First, when they heard it, they shook. The second time, they cried. Now they laugh. When the word of God becomes common, that's what happens. And it's a dangerous place to be. Is a dangerous place to be. That everything about you is outside of God's plan and purpose. Judges 22. I close. Judge, sorry, Judges 16, 22. They took off his eyes. Judges chapter 16, verse 22. How be it the hair of his head began to grow again. Now, you notice that the man, they took off his eyes, cut his hair. But the Bible says, how be it his hair began to what? Grow again after he was shaven. After he was shaven, jump to 28 because of time. Verse 28. 28. And Samson called unto the Lord and said. And Samson called unto the Lord and said. Oh Lord God. Oh Lord God. Remember me. Remember me. I pray thee. I pray thee. And strengthen me. And strengthen me. I pray thee. I pray thee. Only this one. Only one more time. Oh God. Oh God. That I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Oh, get to 30, 30, 30. 30. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the Lord and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were We're more more than than they which he slew in his life. That's what people don't know. Samson fulfilled his purpose. Something he fulfilled it, but the sad thing is that he's not an example we can follow. He fulfilled his purpose at the last time, he died with the enemies, he was born to destroy the Philistines, and he did it, but at a cost. It went through disobedience, it went through. So question as we close. What happened to Samson? What happened to Samson? That we can learn from. One. He got lost in marriage. He got lost in marriage. Don't destroy your purpose because of marriage. Don't throw away your mandate because of a certain marriage. I knew a lady 20 something years ago in Kibas. We used to do ministry together on Kivas campus. We went to several, in fact, when I was a baby, three years. At Azim, I went to do crusade program. Very anointed woman of God. I remember when I wanted to marry then, I took her to my pastor, that this is the woman I want to do ministry with. Then, there was a man who had money in London. 
I remember my pastor said to her that if you know in your heart God has called you to do ministry and you abandon it to chase money, you regret this decision. She told my pastor, I was sitting there, senior man of God, may I perish in my error. Small girl. Small girl, though. Some people, their mouth is older than them. She called me three days ago crying. After 20-something years. That the man she married never allowed her to go to church for 20 years. More treated her so much that people in their community ask that. She comes so that they stand and pray with her. She said, she told the pastor she wouldn't go. Pastor said, why? She said, 20 years ago I disobeyed God. Don't waste your time praying for me. I knew what would have happened if I chose this man. But money led me. I called you to apologize. That you people were right. I followed money. It has messed my life. Hear me. Don't be lost in relationships that will destroy God's purpose for your life. Don't. Hear me. Write this in capital. No matter how God, no matter how you are used of God, it is the same caution you have to take. No matter how you are used of God, No matter how you are blessed of God, it's the same caution you have to take. If God is using you, you are seeing miracles, you are seeing fruits when you go out. It doesn't mean throw away caution. Be careful. It doesn't matter the blessings you are seeing. I said be careful. One of the decisions I took hardly five, six years ago. At a point... Ministry was good. Signs are coming. Testimonies are flying. Money is moving up and down. You get involved in things you shouldn't get involved in. You can be carried away by fame. I'm talking to you by experience. It is not easy to walk out of some things. That's why some friends think I'm mad. Money can steal you and you don't know. Now all you are doing in life is gain. It doesn't matter you can sugarcoat it. I said the caution you must take. Don't think of me. Nothing happened. There is nobody. Some of these things, it sweeps into your heart little by little. You may not notice. They don't come big. I'm telling you, that boy I was who left my father's house, there are some things I never thought I could do. I was carried away. I'm telling you, there are some things one day you'll be shocked you did. If you are not careful. You have to be careful. Don't throw away caution. Don't think this is not me. Look, the moment you feel, the moment your, your, your attitude towards the word of God is indifferent. It's rebellion. Know that you are in a dangerous place. So what you saw the new preaching, to feel, to cast yourself out of him. When the word of God does no more mean anything to you. You are indifferent. You don't feel anything. You don't feel responsible. You don't feel God is talking to you. You are in a dangerous place. And you must know that. You must. The word of God comes to instruct all of us. Even me, the pastor. I preach to myself before you. That there are certain cautions. I never get to a place and take the cautions of God lightly. When you have to be careful, be careful. Don't say, what should I be careful? It's a dangerous place to be. If you have passed, be careful. It's a dangerous place to be. I wrote some things as prayer points for the week.
So no matter how heavily graced, it is the same caution you have to take. The prayer point is that. May I never throw away caution in my walk with God. May I never throw away caution in my walk with you. That's what it means. When God is cautioning me, you are playing with your prayer life, I won't take it for granted. When God is alerting me, you are not evangelizing. I won't take it as mere words of men. When God is cautioning me about my punctuality, my commitment, my dedication, I will not take them lightly. No matter what is happening in my life, in my current state, I will not throw away caution. Never let it be your prayer point this week. That God may caution be a part and parcel of my life. Write it so you pray this week. The Father may caution be a part and parcel of my life. Father, give me caution over money, caution over food, caution over sex. Help me to watch what I eat and drink. I'll go over again. Caution over money, food, sex, watch whatever I eat and drink, what I hear and say. I must be cautious. Some of you, your problem is what you talk about. Your problem is the things you hear. The things you hear is forming you in a way you shouldn't be. But you are still hearing it. You are a product of what you hear, what you see. Next point. May I never get to a point in life where I throw away caution. I am spoken to, I don't mind. I'm corrected, I'm angry. I don't like to be corrected. Prayer is a dangerous place to be. You avoid correction. It's a dangerous place to be. You frown at leadership correcting you. It's a dangerous place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. May I never be at a place where my consecration does not matter again. May I never be at a place where my consecration never matters again. What do pastor mean by consecration? One, if I used to pray two hours, may it matter to me, my prayer life. If I used to fast every week, once a week, it's a consecration. I shouldn't get to a stage when I don't fast, I don't feel anything. Hey, it's a dangerous place to be. You have days where you, you reduce watching TV. It's a consecration. You watch what you read. It's a consecration. So may I not throw away where I was cautious about what I'm consuming. Cautious about what I am consuming. The meteor, the maker, the mention, the movie, who I hang around. I am cautious for where I'm going, what I want God to do with me. You don't know how to pray, yet you hang around people who speak against prayer. How would you pray? You are struggling to be a better Christian and all your friends don't go to church. How would you be committed? All they'll be saying to you are things that will feed that evil attitude that has entered you. You will never go around people who are committed. There are some people you avoid their call. You avoid them. Because you know they will call you to wake up. Some people, the devil is making you block people. You think it's God. You think you are wise. You know that brother Sam will call you to pray. Speed die. Who are you deceiving? When you pray or you don't pray, does it enter somebody's account? It is your life. And it's the devil. I'm telling you, when you get to a stage where you are throwing cursing away, you are walking in a dangerous place. You don't care. You just do things. It's a dangerous place. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how grace you are. I'm talking to myself as a pastor. That's why I don't stop the prayer. I come and pray some. Because it's dangerous. Look, I don't need to pray to prophesy. Brah. <laughs> Jesus. But to not get to a place where I think I don't need God is a dangerous place. So I pray. So I pray. So I study. So I do the things I tell people to do. 
Guys, and when I sit in Uber, I preach to the Uber driver. Me? So it's not only on radio. Any opportunity, I preach the word. You can become very familiar with wrongdoing. You are so normal when you don't go for evangelism. You don't feel anything. When you don't wake up to pray, you are why It's become part of you. And it's dangerous for a wrong attitude to be normal to you. You don't see that what you are doing is wrong. You rather feel entitled, angry over wrong habits. So you avoid anybody that will correct you. It's a dangerous place to be. So you pray about it this week. Caution is important. Any object on this earth that doesn't have a limit or limitation is dangerous. Everything has a stop. Anything that has no stopping point is dangerous. Imagine animals and human beings can live together. So we are here and all lions can come anytime. You can enter the bush without caution. What type of life would we have had? Caution is part of life. That's why you are crossing the street. You watch. Even driving, you watch. Caution is part of life. There must be a limit. Where is your limit point? There must be a limit. Where is your caution? Samson took things for granted. The same space, spear God is using him, is the same space that destroyed him. That's the dangerous part. Same space. Same. If you remember how we started, for the Lord sought an occasion to destroy the Philistines with using a woman. And the same woman is the woman who destroyed him. First was by the spirit. Second was by the flesh. And as human beings, you can switch without knowing. You can switch. You have switched and you are not paying attention. That's what I'm saying. Look, things you can be carried away now anymore. You go. Oh, you are long gone. You don't have sensitivity. Your sensitivities are dead. You can't even differentiate between this is God talking to me. I must be humble to hear this. This is God. You don't. You are lost. You are lost in things you shouldn't be lost in. So not doing the work of God is not normal. The people who are committed to the work of God look odd. So don't you have a life? Is this the only church? Why is it that only this church? They put too much demand. Next week we'll look at some list of cautions. Very dangerous ones. So that when you see yourself complaining about things that you used to thank God for, you know you are walking in dangerous ground. And then you will look for people who will help you encourage your stupidity. Why is that we pray so long in this church? Eh, this church, don't they pray just open prayer to Israel? Hey! If your daughter is sick, you won't complain about the number of hours of prayer. You wish pastor will come and sleep in your house with prayer warriors. Because there is no issue. If right now they call you that your father has collapsed, will you complain about one hour prayer? You wish their prayers don't end. So it shows you where you are walking. It's dangerous grounds. Rise up on your feet, we are praying. May I not take things for granted. 